Namaste, Namaskaram, Vanakam, Namo Namaha, Jai Ganesha. Please visit our website at classicalyoga.org and there is a donate button if you would like to help us out. Notice how Hindus always begin by saying Namaste, Namaskaram, Vanakam in Tamil, Namo Namaha. Complete with the Anjali or the hand gesture, the mudra of bringing the palms together. So let's look at the contrast between the ubiquitous handshake and the namaste. The former was a result of a fearful, warring mentality, while the latter comes from a soulful identity. Actually, in Hinduism, we would use the word atmana. It's a bit different because soul comes from the Greek psyche, which is still connected to the mind, whereas atmana is not the mind, the body, or the emotions. Now, it was the Greeks in the 500s BCE that began the handshake as a way of showing that one had no weapon. Then the Romans used more of a forearm shake to show that there were no knives up one's sleeve. In Europe, knights would begin shaking the hands of the other to shake out any weapons. And even today, many men can attest to the subtle tests of strength as one meets another with a firm grip, whereas a limp grip is often seen as very effeminate. And a handshake can also bring out sensuality. And even in modern times, quote-unquote, between the sexes they shake hands, but it has always been a very masculine thing. Note that one always shakes with the right hand. That's connected to the left brain. It's coming from a masculine mindset. There are organizations like the Masons, for example, that have secret handshakes. And today, many kids have all kinds of complex handshakes. And in the era of COVID, of course, the handshake, in a sense, became banned. Perhaps a fist pump or an elbow pump. As we now realize, obviously, we can pass germs on from one person to another. Something that wasn't always known, in fact, Early doctors were highly criticized and made fun of when they said there are invisible bacteria that can jump from one person to the other. Hmm, think about that. When in the religions of the world, people beseech unseen beings. Which brings us to the humble greeting of namaste, namaskaram, vanakam, of the Hindus. And of course, we also recognize the the many Asians who bow one to another exhibiting a certain sense of humility and perhaps realization of their soul, if you will. Certainly this is the meaning of the Hindu Anjali, this bringing of the palms together at the heart. It's a recognition that first and foremost, the person you're greeting is another Atmana, a soul, if you will. Remember, it's a bit different with a body, mind, and emotion. So the main focus is on the Atmana. So it's a soulful greeting as opposed to any kind of a negative greeting of malicious intent or violent intent or 
intent to uh, commit warfare upon another. So let's look at the profoundness of this Hindu greeting, this mudra. And mudras are Hindu sign language. So simply by bringing the palms together, one is recognizing that you are a soul, I am a soul. And note that we can send out this greeting to an innumerable number of people all at once. Imagine, for example, standing on a stage and there's a thousand people in the audience. How long would it take to shake each of their hands? But with the gesture of namaste, and many people use this now in the entertainment industry because much of Hinduism, whether people openly admit it or not, is becoming imbued in Western culture. The, the whole yoga movement, for example, which is really distorting Hinduism, has proliferated around the world. But with this one anjali, this one gesture, one can link automatically up to all thousand people at once. But let's look at the deeper meaning of this wonderful hand gesture at the heart. This is the Anahata Chakra, fully explored within the Hindu yoga, Dharma, because that's where we feel love at the heart. And look how many will make the heart sign, bringing their two hands together at the heart. That's where we feel love. So we express love from the heart. That is, for Hindus, the understanding of the seat, the Utbhava Lingam, the seat of the Atmana, of the soul, the human soul, at the heart. It's not a coincidence that we send hearts to each other on Valentine's Day. And as we bring the palms together, we are, in a sense, making the shape of the candle flame, the Antarjotir, the inner light, of the Atmana, soul, if you will, that's always there, just covered up, perhaps, like the sun. So this one gesture is, in a sense, a real sense, defining the Atmana, which is pure energy. We bring the hands together. We address another. Pure light. We're making the candle flame. And at the heart, love. Love, light, and energy. This is the essence of what is the Atmana, Satchit Ananda Jyoti Shakti Shanti. Ananda Shanti, love, light, and energy. Om, this are we with emotions, mind, and body. Namaste. But there's something even behind this primal essence of love, light, and energy, this Satchit Ananda, this science of pure consciousness, pure energy, pure light, heat, which translates into the human experience of warmth or love, behind that, behind that big bang of creation is the no-thingness. Look inside and you see there's a little empty space between the palms, the tut, the zero, the no-thingness of which we cannot speak. The absolute silence, the non-dual experience again, of which we cannot speak. Now, in the Hindu Yoga Dharma, we use the word Brahman. It's a neuter term for the greater forces of this pure consciousness, pure energy, pure light, bliss. It's not God. This is a word that really should not be used by 
Hindus. God is an anthropomorphic deity. It's a Christian term. Capital G-O-D, a one male creator being. Brahman, on the other hand, is the recognition of the greater forces of this Satchitananda, this love, light, and energy, of which we are individual sources, hence we say Jivatma. And actually this is the very purpose of the Hindu lifestyle of yoga, which profoundly means to yoke, yuj, Y-O-K-E, join, to our individual soul and soul source. And the way Hindus do that is by following the Hindu yoga, religious, spiritual, scientific, philosophical lifestyle. This is why the prefix is so important. Karma yoga, Hindu ethics, bhakti yoga, Hindu devotions, or raja yoga, Hindu contemplations, jnana or jnana yoga, Hindu outer studies and inner studies, or enlightenment, if you will. And within those, we have the classic hatha yoga, which are Hindu devotional postures. That's the one that's been sorely misrepresented by simply the misuse of the word yoga. And we have mantra yoga, our Hindu devotional chants, japa yoga, Hindu devotional chants on beads, nada yoga, Hindu devotional dance, and nata, or the, nada is the music, and nata is the Hindu devotional dance. And all this stimulates the inner forces up the spine, the shushmana, the kundalini yoga. Hence, we often take this namaste gesture and put it over our head as we go up and in. Salutations to the greater forces above us, if you will. And notice that the very gesture, the fingers are pointing up, not down. And notice how it's very natural for humans to look up in prayer, look up for help. We start this as little infants as we hold our arms up and look up for mommy, for daddy. Hold me, pick me up, lift me up. So namaste, namaskaram, vanakam, these are very uplifting gestures. Why not uplift each other? Rather than a continual state of conflict, of tug of war, of dog-eat-dog, of this macho-ness of the alpha male, who can squash their opponent Get the upper hand. Who can dominate? Who can win at all cost? Playing the games of life is good sportsmanship. Winning and losing, it's a natural part of life. But behind this show is an inner knowledge that it would behoove all of us to know. Hence, namaste, namaskaram, vanakam, namo namaha. Now, if you've enjoyed our many, many podcasts and are gaining some benefit from it, why not help us out? There's a donate button at classicalyoga.org and our email and phone number if you'd like to use Zelly or some other means. We could use your help. And finally, remember that as mature Hindus, we realize that our dharma, our religion, the Hindu religion, Hinduism, is a way. It's not the way. It's not a universal way. It's not for everybody. It's for those who wish to join it. But it's simply a way. This mindset would go a long way to help alleviate much of the religious violence we've seen throughout the ages. Realizing that our way is a way, not the way, and not a universal way. It's not for everybody. It's certainly not no way. It's very specific. 
And as Hindus, we wish others well, no matter what their chosen way is in life. We wish them to have an auspicious life and a, a life of relative peace and of fullness and tranquility. Om Sarvesham Svastir Bhavatu, Sarvesham Shantir Bhavatu, Sarvesham Purnam Bhavatu, Sarvesham Mangalam Bhavatu, Om, peace, peace, peace. Shanti, Shanti, Shanti.